0: I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that introduces you to the leaders and visionaries who are changing our world. This story was originally broadcast as part of NHK World Japan's in-depth interview series, Direct Talk. Today, celebrated classical pianist Alice Sara Ott reminds us of the power of music. She describes music as beyond the limits of language, a medium that connects us instead of highlighting our differences. It's clear that for Alice, music can contain and hold her memories, like a treasured time capsule from different moments in her life. And Alice's life has had its challenges. A struggle over her identity and dealing with an unexpected and debilitating illness has led her to embrace the mess of life, something she chooses to reflect in her music. The pause that the pandemic has brought took Alice to a new creative place It made me ponder the incredible art that will no doubt begin to emerge following this strange time we're all living through. For Alice, the pandemic presents us with a moment to redefine our lives, our societies, and our choices. What do we want to keep, and what do we want to discard? You'll hear Alice refer to one particular piece by Japanese composer Takemitsu Toro. Sadly, you won't hear her play the piece because of rights restrictions. Enjoy listening to Alice and her playing. I'll meet you on the other side.
1: Alice Sarah Ott is a world-renowned pianist. She is one of the most sought-after individuals, co-starring with the most prestigious orchestras. Ott has won numerous competitions when she was a teenager, surprising her audiences. She has continued to expand her horizons, finding new ways of expressing her music. Music is
2: something that challenges us and it. it... It speaks to us on a completely different level. It just goes beyond the barriers of language. It shocks us, it comforts us, it, it moves us, it irritates us. It does so many things with us.
1: Odd has developed multiple sclerosis two years ago, but continues to play. She recorded her latest creations for the first time in three years. We asked her thoughts on music, and what keeps her going despite challenges. Ott made a visit to a church in Munich, Germany. Her album recording was done there as the large space helps prevent infection during the coronavirus pandemic.
2: It was probably the most personal recording I've done so far because I've just spent so much time, invested so much time in, in, in creating this program and uh, there's lots of hard blood in there, especially also in a time when when everything else is frozen. And this is almost the only thing uh, I've done musically uh, this year. So um, I think there's lots of emotions connected to this recording project.
1: Chopin wrote his cycle of 24 Preludes, Opus 28. Ott decided to combine the 24 Preludes with seven other pieces, naming the album... Echoes of life.
2: The original idea came from my long-term wish to record all the 24 preludes by Frederic Chopin. When I started working on his preludes, I couldn't help thinking uh, about life itself. I think our our life itself is built out of lots of preludes because one thing and one one conversation one acquaintance one happening in our life leads to the next one but this is not the end it's not the solution it you know what happens next leads to the next one again and as long as we're alive everything is connected together but there is not no end to it But life doesn't always go as it's planned. And I've only had 32 years of experience, but also in my life so far, I've had uh, moments and happenings that kind of threw me off the, the, the planned path. I chose seven contemporary pieces which reflect on seven of these moments in my life. They reflect on either specific moments or thoughts or happenings that have influenced me so far.
1: This time she chose Litany One Adagio by Japanese composer Takemitsu Toru as one of the contemporary pieces.
2: This piece by Takemitsu reflects on my identity because I grew up between two cultures.
1: Ott was born in Germany in 1988. Her father is German and her mother, Japanese. Ott felt increasingly uncomfortable when she was growing up, being neither 100% German or 100% Japanese.
2: For me, it is a daily procedure to hear the question, where are you from? And this is something that happens to me three or four times a day. Sometimes five times, sometimes six times. So my journey (laughs) was from where am I from to who am I? And I don't identify being Japanese. I don't identify myself being German. I am a human being, (laughs) inhabitant of this planet. And music is my language. That is how I identify myself. This piece by um, Toru Takemitsu actually reflects also a lot on his own identity journey and you can hear western and eastern patterns clashing and still it is something that goes beyond that and that's why i chose uh, this piece because it just reminds me of the struggle i went through and i still go through
1: Ott was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis two years ago. It damaged her central nervous system, and the disease can cause destruction to the limbs. Chopin's Prelude Number no. 20 became a special piece for Ott as it was inspired by this illness.
2: It is written in C minor. And C minor actually, since two years, plays a big role in my life. Because two years ago, I had to experience a concert in which I lost control over my left hand. And um, when it happened, I played a piece that was written in C minor. I started having this cramp, eventually lost complete control over my left hand, that I I was trying to grab a chord, and my left hand would just kind of float around in the air. I just remember how everything went kind of silent and white around me. It was probably just a couple of seconds, but it felt like two or three minutes. It was one of the most frightening things. Um, And I also thought for a couple of seconds that I would never be able to play the piano again. I had to cancel a concert in the middle of it. It never happened to me before.
1: Multiple sclerosis is a disease that doesn't have a known cure, yet Ott continues to get familiar with the latest findings of the illness.
2: For me personally, it was the biggest help to understand how, how our body works and how our brain works and what causes this infection, what is happening inside your body. And what do all the medications do? What do they prevent? And to understand all this helped me mm, so much. And it gave me also much more confidence.
1: Aunt disclosed her condition on her website shortly after being diagnosed with the disease.
2: I decided I have to make this public because First of all, it is to protect myself and protect my family because it is a a disease that you can right now not heal. So that means I have to live with it for the rest of my life. And um, I had to cancel a couple of concerts because of this and I just did not. And people already started worrying and I just did not want to come up with, was, uh, was another excuse or, uh, like a lie. When I got diagnosed, I wish that there were maybe more known cases or people I could, uh, in the same business, I could, I could ask for their own experiences. So I thought it was very important to make it public. So first of all, that, Also, other people don't feel like they have to hide it when when they get diagnosed with it. Because in our society, we do not talk about our weaknesses. We do not talk about uh, illnesses. Um, And especially with the whole social media generation, it's all about the positive things in life and the great things about life we want to share. But, you know, life is not just <laughs> walking on, on sunshine, it, it it comes with all its tolls and uh, at the same time, if I continue 10 years and 20 years and if, if I'm one of the cases where actually uh, I manage to have it under control and can still do and fulfill my dreams, then this is something people also should know about.
1: It's been four months since the last concert was interrupted by odd symptoms from the illness. She is now back on the same stage. She performed pieces that were less of a burden on her body as her energy level hadn't returned completely.
2: I spoke to the audience in the beginning uh, I asked them how many of them were in the in the concert in January, and it was like ninety five percent and it was very emotional because when I came on stage, they just didn 't stop clapping and 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 you could see that this they they went through this uh, moment and you know there were no complaints about uh, about it after the concert, though people didn't know what was was happening. I felt like, you know, we experienced this together and we kind of overcame it together. So yes, it will definitely be one of the most special concerts uh, in my life.
1: Odd has been searching for classical music that resonates with audiences. Her quest has become even stronger, as she has more time to reflect on her creations during the pandemic lockdown.
2: It's one year since uh, the pandemic has started. I think it was also a good time for many of us to rethink what. The music industry should look like what, how, what should still be continued when it goes back? What should be changed? And for me, it was a year of lots of reflection, of course. And some of these, uh, um, changes that happened, uh, inside me over the last couple of years were, of course, strengthened through this time. And there's so much more we can do in, in, in bringing it um, to closer to the spirit of our time. You know, we use the technology we have nowadays. Nowadays, we could create so much more and just by changing the lighting, but the, you can use visuals. And I think there is just so much potential. And with that also, we actually influence how the audience r- received or how the audience actually feels inside the halls. I always encourage my audience to actually take a position that makes them feel comfortable. And everybody, I think, has a different posture for that. I play barefoot because I don't believe in dress code. When sometimes people come in in jeans and t-shirt, people will think it's not polite. But this is uh, where I see the problem because uh, who are we to tell people how to to be and how to dress themselves and how to enjoy the music. I think the person in jeans and t-shirt has his rights in, in a concert, as well as the person who might maybe wears a gown or a tuxedo. Um, but again, we should not limit people. I think music and the world is so diverse. The music is so diverse. Classical music is so versatile and diverse. I think maybe in the classical music industry, we we might some of us might have forgotten this, and um, uh, yeah, it is it is about unity, and it's not about the differences.
1: Art ah, left us with these words.
2: My current motto, or at least for the last. three years is is uh, this is water and uh, this is water is actually uh, an essay by david foster wallace it is about you know being aware of what is happening around us where we are it really actually just puts us back to a point where you think okay so we we are wait it's i am not the center of the world And I think sometimes it is important to remember how small life actually is.
0: With her reference to the This Is Water speech, I think Alice wants to nudge us all to pay more attention to the small things, the obvious things all around us that we might miss. Don't sleepwalk through your life. Take it all in. And try to remember that despite how it might feel, you're actually not at the center of everything. Rather, you're part of a whole. And this perspective can be both freeing and enriching. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript for this episode, as well as our other stories, on the NHK website. I'm Chloe Potter. Do join us again for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.